couple years down the road, you get really into bottled water. Okay. Why? You just kind of have like a a realization one day, kind of like a breakthrough, where um, you were like walking out somewhere, you know? Yeah. And uh, you looked over. There was this like a man-made uh, like pond. Yeah. And you looked out at the water. And for a second, you could swear that you saw a mermaid. <sighs> yeah. And then you have this realization that, like, we're all made of water, man. Yeah, man. And you never really thought about what it meant. And you say out loud, it's like, we're all just water. This woman like jogging passage kind of looks at you. Yeah. Why would that's. So you kind of uh, get super into it. And so and I'm talking everything, you know, Aquafina. So seeing this man-made lake inspires me to get really into bottled water. Yeah, because you realize that water is life. <sighs> okay. You start like a, a podcast about bottled water. Why? Why would I fucking do that? It's called unfiltered streams oh that sucks so bad you have different like guests on you guys talk about water who who's coming on to talk bottled water with me you got uh some pretty heavy hitters in the in the water industry oh yeah who uh charles chuckles he charles chuckles yeah he's in uh the head of uh the uh aquafina division of <laughs> Nestle Foods. So he's the head of Aquafina. Yeah. And we have an at-length conversation about... About his career and his bottled. journey through bottled water. That sucks so fucking bad. Um, it, but it actually, like, gets a pretty sizable following. Like, like you Why? Get, Why would it? You get, like, the... Um, you asked uh, the un, un, someone who teaches an expert. You asked uh, someone who teaches oncology uh, from the University of Texas to come on. Like, you don't know what what an oncologist is, but you're like, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with water. But, like, it doesn't. So, you just kind of have, like, a really awkward conversation about, like, you know, sports and stuff. Why are we talking? Why am I talking sports? Because at least you're trying to talk about water. And he's like, I don't, I don't. Well, then I would just cut that conversation short. Yeah. I would say, I'm sorry. I apologize. I've wasted an ecologist's time. He goes, hey, it's it's no problem. Um, you know, at least I look at this as kind of a, a fun, you know, excuse to come to come out to Los Angeles. <clears throat> he goes, I'm treating this like a mini vacation. Don't worry about it. This fucking sucks. He flies home. The plane crashes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The plane crash. Was it like a private plane? No. Oh, just like a regular yeah. Southwest flight. Yeah. How many people perish? He was the only one on there. I mean, yeah, that really sucks, but yeah. could have been way worse, I guess. So, um, yeah, the listeners of your podcast, you call them the the, uh, the bottle boys. That You're not making this any better you at all, You start off Pat. the podcast by going, hey, what's up to all the bottle boys out here, all the wall, you waterheads. Uh, you're like- What? <laughs> yeah, that's what you call your- That's- uh, I'm not going to- Openly address people as waterheads, Pat. But you 
that's just what you call no, your No, I'm not going to call people that. <laughs> I'm not going to because that's like a it's like a slur. I'm not going to call people that. I'm not going to address my fan base as that. You, it's Waterhead Wednesday. And I'm not You're having a-, a day dedicated to that word. I'm not doing that, Pat. That's so fucking insensitive and shitty. I wouldn't do that. You sell a T-shirt that says, "No, I don't." Fuck you. It's a. It, I don't. It's from uh, what's what's that movie? It's from uh, that you're my boy, Blue. Remember that one? Old, old school. school. So it's a reference to that. It's uh, that old man, and it says, "You're my bottle boy, Blue." Just using the likeness of a famous person on a shirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you could probably get away with it. You're sponsored by. Um, Lanolax Corporation. They go, Aaron, you're doing great work with this whole um, bottled water thing. Personally, I don't get it, but Unfiltered Streams is doing very, very well. What do they mean by that? By very, I'm doing very, very well. You got 100,000 downloads an episode. What does that mean to me, like financially? You start making a little bit of money. How much? And um, just from this, from ads and stuff, uh, you also, <clears throat> every year you do this, like the big the big live show, uh, and uh, everyone is encouraged to bring uh, their empty bottles and recycle them there. Okay. So like you actually do some good for the local community and stuff like that. Uh, with ads and stuff, you may, you're clocking 65 grand. All right. And with live shows and stuff, that's an extra couple thousand in your back fucking pocket. So I'm selling out for $65,000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you're not selling out. You're like, you know, you're into the product. You have to approve all the ads. Like one of your sponsors, you're sponsored by uh, a local graveyard. What? Yeah. It's called Granny's Graveyard. Granny's Graveyard? Yeah. It's uh, it's a graveyard that is uh, run by this uh, hauntingly old woman. Uh, she's very old. What's her name? Susan Cornerstone. And basically the is way she granny, is that the yeah, pitch? AKA okay. granny. Yeah. And so the pitch is like, Hey, uh, if you know anything about old people, we know a lot about death. So go get buried in a place that you'll be well taken care of. I, every night I dream of dying and I hate it. But that makes me the ultimate caregiver for your dead loved ones. This doesn't sound like a very convincing or good commercial. Well, they, they give you, you they, they allow you to kind of improvise and okay. make up your own stuff. They're doing like a sale. Yeah. yeah. Granny's grave, yep. graveyard. If you buy two children's plots. Oh, Pat. You get another two free. God damn. <laughs> For that family with four dead kids. Yeah. So you That doing, fucking sucks. You're doing uh, okay financially and stuff, but uh, you get uh, a knock on the door one morning. It's your day off. What do you do? I look at the people. It's, I'm not expecting company? No. Okay. Standing there is uh, a deer on hind legs. <clears throat> I open the door. He's like, uh, hey, um, your mail, dear. 
Yeah. Here's your letter. Thank you, sir. Thank you. He uh, turns around and goes on all fours and scampers back to his. Uh, yeah, gets back in his truck. Yeah. He gets you see him get cut off in traffic. Yeah. And he sticks his hoof out, and you somehow know that he's that's his version of giving the finger, giving the fucking bird. Yeah. yeah. So hoof up. You open up the the letter. Yeah. And basically, there's a a guy that you used to work with at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. He was like a kind of a quiet guy, a little older. Sure. Nice enough guy. You called him Big Rig. Why? That's what he preferred to go by. Oh, that was his yeah. nickname that he requested we all used. Yeah. Turns out his real, right. his real name is Adam Boxworth. And basically, he the letter's informing you that he died, and he... Big Rig died, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. And he is naming you as uh, his, you know, caretaker of the uh I don't want it. The estate. He, he's got a family, probably. He doesn't. Oh, I don't... I haven't fucking talked to Big Rig in years. Yeah, but basically, included uh, is a plane ticket back to... Uh, St. Louis, or back to uh, Illinois, yeah. Depot, to kind of look through his stuff and figure out, like, okay, I'm going to give this to charity, or I'm going to try to sell this, and stuff like that. He left it all to you. You had some nice conversations. Great. One time, you were on a break, and you were drinking orange juice, and he goes, uh, he kind of, like, sits across from you, and he goes, you, you Jayin? Oh, and he, and he takes out his own cup of orange juice and he goes, uh, orange, you glad I sat down? You guys toast, sip. It's the only time he ever spoke. But yet I'm, we've had such great conversations that I'm the executor of his will. And yeah. Like, <sighs> so this fucking sucks. You go through his apartment and stuff. Uh, the landlord, they call him Sticky Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Because his hands were always sticky. Why? Why are an adult's hands always sticky? What's he doing? Well, you know, he's a landlord. I don't know what that fucking means, Pat. I've never had a landlord with sticky hands. So he opens the, uh, the apartment and he goes, all right, man, uh, knock yourself out. He goes, you don't want to shake my hand, right? If you if you have notoriously sticky hands, no. I'm like, sorry. He goes, I got it. He walks away. I would ask him, why are your hands so sticky? He's out of curiosity. He, he turns over his shoulder and he just goes, I'm the landlord. And keeps walking. That doesn't mean anything. So you start looking around. Um, Big Rig's place. Yeah. And um, you find like this weird, like in his bedroom. Like he doesn't really have that, that many things. He has like, you know, a table, uh, a couple framed uh Paintings, photographs, stuff like that. But it's a very minimalist sort of setup. And uh, until you get to his bedroom. His bedroom has like a bunch of like uh, computer monitors up and stuff. What do you mean by that? Computer surveillance, monitors up? Surveillance stuff. He's surveilling people? He's surveilling like large parts of the city of, of, uh, of Los Angeles. I don't like this shit one bit. And you're kind of like, what the hell? And then you see that he has like all these police scanners and stuff like that, stuff that he can overhear what they're doing, you know? 
he has like up he has a, a uh, on the wall he has like a a breakdown of like the local mob family i would probably call the police <laughs> i get what the fuck am i gonna do with this big rig was like surveilling people i mean he's dead he's nothing to me yeah i mean I, what am i gonna do with this so as you walk to uh grab the phone yeah you kind of like look over and like in the corner you see like neatly folded up some sort of like weird like brightly colored outfit and you go what the hell is this and you go over and you pick it up and it turns out that big rig this whole time it's been a crime fighting superhero They called him the Golden Rod. The Golden Rod? It's his name. The Golden Rod. Yeah, because he had a gigantic, like, um, rod. And it was gold. (laughs) But it was huge, dude. (sighs) Do you still call the cops? Yeah, 100% I call the police. Uh, 911. This is Susan. Uh, Lay it on me, stud. Hi, Susan. I, I would tell her... Um, I'm the, I was willed a bunch of items from a friend of mine who passed away when I'm I went sorry to, to hear that, sweetie. Don't fucking, uh, this is 911. What oh, I'm, I'm telling t- you is that I was willed a bunch of things when I went to look at them. I think I discovered that my friend was a crime fighting superhero Known as the Golden Rod. Are you familiar with the Golden Rod? He's like, yeah, that's that superhero that recently disappeared. <gasps> yeah, he died. He was a friend of mine. I wanted to tell you so you guys could come take his stuff and look at it. I don't know if there's anything in here of importance to you. And she's like, oh, thank you so much for calling, Aaron. Uh, we're we're sending over Dupo's finest. Oh Lord. So this guy's right in an apartment in my hometown. Yeah. He's from your hometown. And so okay. you're kind of like, wow, this is fucking crazy that, first of all, you had no idea that Duke Illinois even had a crime fighter, let alone a guy that you knew, you know? So you kind of like look over and you see the giant yep, goldenrod and you're like, eh, fuck it. You kind of walk over, you I'm just not, grab it. I'm not grabbing it. I'm not touching anything, Pat. The cops are coming. I don't want my prints on anything in this fucking apartment. I'm not touching it. I want I want to be rid of this as soon as possible. Yeah. I only agreed to come back home because it's a free flight and I get to see my family. Yeah. This is just busy work and I want the cops to come take all of this shit. So you think that you're like, there's no way I'm picking this thing up. I don't want to touch that rod. You turn around. As you turn, your uh, foot grazes it. You motherfucker. Suddenly. I'm not going to get near it. There's a bright white flash you kind of like wake up and you're like what the fuck just just happened everything looks exactly the same as it normally does the uh cops come like oh thank you mr brooks blah 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 and then they go you didn't touch anything did you i accidentally hit this rod with my foot i saw a bright white flash and then i came to and they're like oh yeah that sounds about right why does that sound about right? They go, thank you, Mr. Brooks. Um, what the fuck is going on? And they what do you mean of, that sounds about right? They kind of like push you out of the house. 
Good fucking riddance. I can't wait to be done with this. You uh, you fly back to uh, the golden rod. You, you fly back to Los Angeles. Yeah, and uh, you kind of like take a take a Uber home, you know, and uh, you get out of the uh, the Uber and you kind of look over and there's like a dog walking by. Yeah, being uh, you know walked by its owner. Yeah, and you're kind of looking at it and you and the uh, dog lock eyes. And for a second, you're like, like you feel a weird sort of like magnetic pull. Fucking Christ! You close your eyes, and now you're inside the dog's body. I can like warg into this, yeah, dog, and you kind of freak out. And so basically, it takes you a while, but eventually you can warg out of it. And over the next few days, you're like, "What the fuck was that about?" You kind of start to notice that you have this new ability from touching the golden rod. And so you get pretty good at it. Like you, it gets so that you can control it. Um, you can look at dogs, whatever. Just uh, dogs. Yeah. And so you think to yourself, how can I get, start giving back to my community more the way the goldenrod did? That's not what I'm thinking. That's not at all what I'm thinking. You get a mysterious package. I'm going to get a dog. And I'm going to use this skill to exploit that dog for money. Yeah. What I'm happens gonna, is we're gonna film videos. We're gonna do tricks. Yeah, I'm gonna work the shit out of this dog. So you're thinking that, and then like you get this mysterious package in the mail. It's from Sugiyaki Industries. Oh, these guys. <laughs> it says return address. Just says Japan. You open it up, and inside is a colorful superhero costume. It says PP on it. Pu- <laughs> Puppy protector. Do you don the outfit and fight crime? No, I don't. No, I don't. I get a dog. I I work with that dog. We do cool tricks. It becomes an internet sensation. That's what I'm going for. That's the. I don't. I don't want any part of this. I don't want. I don't want to fucking. This was fucking forced on me by a guy named Big Rig. I don't want any part of this. I don't want to be the puppy protector, Pat. So you kind of just live your life, you know, doing uh, making videos and stuff with this uh, puppy. Does it blow up? Yeah, it does pretty well. Good. Um, you're kind of known as, you know, Mr. Puppy Dog Man. That's what they call you. Great. They see you, like kids will see you in the street and they're like, hey, it's the puppy dog man. And you're like. I mean, I do, I, you know, I do other stuff and they're like, all right, like kick you in the nuts and stuff. And why are they, why are kids assaulting me in this? Why is that okay all the time? Why is it okay when I get kicked in the fucking balls and nobody does anything? <laughs> it fucking sucks. You get mad and it's been kind of a long day. So you go home <clears throat> and uh, you crawl into bed. You fall asleep. You come to you are in an all son of a bitch white space. There is nothing anywhere as yeah. far as the eye can see. Okay. It's like you're in a room with no walls. Yeah. You turn around and standing in front of you is this guy. He's about nine feet tall. Yeah. He's dressed like a clown. Uh, he's holding a balloon with your face on it. It winks at you, and yeah. a little bit of blood starts going down. Out of his eye. Yeah. 
He goes, hello, Aaron. My name is Dreamy, Dreamy Dan. Dan. <laughs> Ruler of the Dreamscape. And welcome to the Lanolax Corporation. The conclusion? The balloon explodes. You wake up. You're like, that was fucking weird. And uh, you open the front door and it is chaos. What do you mean? The Lanolax Corporation has finally declared war on humanity, on all of planet Earth. Just open warfare. Walking okay. around, shooting civilians in the head, you know, targeting uh, schools, shit like that. Like, it is going down. And you look over at your puppy, and he looks at you, and you guys lock eyes. You know what you have to do. I, I don't know what I have to do. So you walk into uh, your your, your puppy. puppy. Yeah, he's a puppy. Let's keep in mind it's a puppy. Puppy. Yeah, his is uh, you named him uh, Snarf. <laughs> so you walk into Snarf, and uh, you start like running as fast as you can because you're like, I have to go see. What's going on? You know what I mean? You're like, I had to save people, you know? You have a change of heart. And so you're running around saving people, you know what I mean? Pulling them out of the fire. And suddenly here from uh, behind you, uh, you hear this voice go, um, look at this guy go. <laughs> you know, what the fuck? You turn around and standing in front of you are several people. <laughs> There's a Santa Claus, <laughs> jolly old Saint Nick. I hate these guys. Father Christmas, Sinterklaas, and Black Santa. Black Santa looks and talks exactly like Mr. T. Yeah. Like he has like cut off Santa outfit. Yeah. Okay. He goes, Father Christmas looks at you and he goes, hello, Aaron. We're the Christmas Corps. Yeah. And he goes, we, we, uh, he goes, we have to fight back against what's happening. They're Let's saying say, this to my puppy. Yeah, to you. But I'm in, I'm warged in with my puppy. Yeah. They're like, we know who you are. Fool. So they're addressing a puppy. Yeah. But okay. they know it's you. And they go, will you join us? No, no. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't like Christmas at all. I want to save myself because I'm selfish. Suddenly, See, it seems like everything's going to shit. I'm terrified. Suddenly, there's a, a, a huge crack of thunder and lightning. And like, there's like this big kind of like weird explosion, you know? And suddenly, in front of you, is it's it's hard to explain. It's basically like, a robot crab. Yeah. It has crab's legs that lead up to a little pod that also has like pictures and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And sitting in the middle of it is this enormously fat man. And he says, hello, Aaron. My name is William Lanolax, founder of the Lanolax Corporation and the final boss. You're like, that's fucking weird. Um, and so you're like, what the hell? And then suddenly um, you hear like a behind you, like kind of next to you. You turn to the side and there's a uh, golden rod. 
you fucking grab it in that goddamn snout of yours. You're ready to go to town on this guy. I'm a puppy with a giant golden rod in my mouth. Yeah. Oof. And then, like, suddenly there's, like, another big explosion. And it's almost, it's like there's a group of people right next to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, we got to get this guy. It's the Prince of Vegetables. Brian Stevenson Jones. You, you used to be your high school bully, but you finally set him straight. Yeah. He's like, we have to fight back. Sergeant Herbert Crumbs is there. He's a, a candy cop from uh, Austin, Texas. And you can clearly see like a, a thong sticking out of the back. <laughs> yeah. Strips on the yeah. side. <laughs> There's this guy there. He's wearing. Um, it's odd because wearing like he's wearing like a detective's outfit that is covered in question marks. Yeah. And he has, without a doubt, the worst Maryland accent you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. He goes, Aaron, it's me, shithead Steve. I'm here in your moment of need, Aaron. He throws you a natty bow, just misses you completely. I'm a dog. I don't have hands. I've got a fucking giant golden rod in my mouth. You look over. You see Stardust, the space wizard there. He's a protector of the rosy realm. On his shoulder is Bill the Dill. Yeah. He's like, we're here for you, Aaron. <laughs> you look over and you see this bee fly over. Oh, yeah. And you and like, he, he it, it lands in a, like a cup that you didn't even know was there of the soupiest looking honey you've ever <laughs> yeah. seen in your life. Soupy Joe. And you look over and you kind of go, oh, Soupy Joe. Here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> Suddenly you hear, you think I'd miss this party? You turn. It's awesome police chief Jack Pounds. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a 1920s like Tommy gun. Tommy gun tips his hat. And also there is a. Jimmy Scaratini. Jimmy Scaratini is a feared crime boss. Yeah. Uh, but he, he kind of looks over at you and he goes, if there's no earth, there's no crime. So he's fighting William Lanolax exclusively to save the earth crime. So we can do more crime. <sighs> okay. And also standing there in a purple robe. With the staff of infinite sorrows is the Wizard of Baltimore. Yeah. And they go, let's do this. They go, lead us, Aaron. Lead us in our attack. What do you do? I'm a pup. Once again, I'm, I'm a puppy. <laughs> with a giant golden rod in my mouth. That's probably like. Coursing I'm, with power. I'm over encumbered. You know what I mean? I, what, I, I don't. I can walk. I, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do right now. I'm a. I'm a puppy, Pat. I'm a small dog. You're the puppy protector. I'm a child dog. Yeah. With a giant golden rod in my mouth. Yeah. I can't do anything. So what happens is they all just rush towards it and you rush with them. And um, you like everyone dies on this guy at the same time. And uh, suddenly he turns into like 40,000 crabs. Yeah. They start to scuttle away. Yeah. And then you go, you just think to yourself of all those fucking puppies that you swore you would protect. I didn't swear to protect any of them. This was thrust upon me and I clearly didn't want to do it. You slam the, um, the fucking uh, golden rod into the ground. Black Santa runs over and he goes, check this out, sucker. 
and he takes off all his gold chains that he has. Yeah. Whips them around and slams the golden rod as hard as he can. And it sets off this like electric current that goes out. Yeah. Fucking destroys all of those crabs. That's awfully convenient. I'm glad he was there to do that because I had no idea. Yeah. And everyone's like, yay. But then suddenly you hear a voice. And he goes, not so fast. And you go, huh? You turn around, and there's a, a guy standing there. How close is the nearest, like, sewer grate? You know, like like on the side of the street that like, goes into the fucking gutters? Uh, there's one pretty much right there. Okay. Yeah. So Just so I know. Yeah. So you kind of turn, and stand there is this guy. He is, without doubt, wearing the reddest I run headfirst, and I try to go into, like, the sewer gutters. As so, soon as I see him, you squeeze into uh, the sewer gutters and yeah. you uh, run away. And then you hear the cries of all your uh, allies as the sugar king uh, kills all of them. Yeah. And then you kind of run through through the sewer and you're like freaking out. You know what I mean? And you think to yourself, this has to be the worst day a puppy's ever had. Can I just warg out and go back to my normal? So you warg out and uh, you're back in your normal like human body. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. What a strange day this has been. Suddenly, there's a knock at your door. I go into the kitchen and I grab a knife. As you do that, you see the doorknob. My door's going to be fucking locked, Pat. You see the doorknob turn into ice. It shatters. And uh, a figure walks into your apartment. Great. He is without a doubt the baldest man you have ever seen in your fucking life. It's it's you think to yourself, like the idea of hair on this guy's head He's is broken in my fucking apartment. Sacrilegious. <laughs> he breaks any any. He froze the doorknob. Now I got to replace that. He has like deep blue eyes. Yeah. Which is all this and would be striking enough, but his he has rows and rows of teeth. Teeth like a shark. Now this would all be interesting enough, but he's wearing, without a doubt, the sharpest suit you've ever seen in your fucking life. Yeah. You think to yourself The angel of death doesn't have a blade as sharp as that fucking suit. Great. He looks at you, he goes, Hello, Aaron. My name's Ice Bones Jones. Head of communication for the Lanolex Corporation. Where's the God's bomb? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Get out of my apartment. He's broken in my apartment. Get out. I don't know what the God's bomb is. I don't fucking know. He goes, give it to me, Aaron. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You just broke into my apartment. And suddenly, like, you kind of look over and coming from your closet is this, like, yellow glow. And he goes, the God's bomb. He starts running towards it. And it's weird because you've never seen yourself as a heroic, adventurous guy. Not at all. But you think to yourself, I don't know what that thing is, but there's no way in hell... It's in my fucking closet. How would I not have any idea what it is, Pat? 
You run towards. I'm going to stand perfectly still, terrified, because this ice man just broke my fucking door handle off. <laughs> and he's terrifying. So you're terrified of this situation, but you're like, I got to push through the fear. So you run almost as if in slow motion. You both are running towards the God's bomb. And he is ahead of you. But you think to yourself, sure, of course, why wouldn't he be? You think to yourself, this is not how the world ends. And you leap. And kind of in the background, you just hear like, oh, oh, Jesus Christ. You're like, what the hell? And in like a bolt of lightning, in comes a bolt of lightning that hits Ice Bones Jones and sends him off course. He yeah. crashes through the win- the, through the, the, the window. Yeah. And you hear a deep Greek accented voice say, that won't hold him off for long, Aaron. Get the God's bomb. I don't know what the fuck they're talking. There's a glowing bag in my closet. Yeah. Do you grab it? Is it quacky? So you open up the door to your closet, and in there it's is- a ventriloquist dummy. A, yeah, a ventriloquist dummy. Son of a bitch. And he's shining bright. And he goes, hello, Aaron. He goes, touch my hand. He goes, we don't have much time. Oh, touch his fucking hand. You touch his hand, and this huge white, like yellow light kind of like envelops you. And suddenly you're just kind of like floating. You don't really know where you are, but you can see what happened on Earth. What happened was you set off the God's bomb, but with the force of love. And so what happened was it killed all, it took care of all the bad guys, but it, because you were so close to it, it killed you too. Great. And so you're kind of floating and you think to yourself, what the hell, where am I going? And then you look up and you see like a bunch of like clouds kind of. But yeah. standing on those clouds are the fiercest warriors the earth has ever known. Standing there is King Arthur, fucking St. Paul. He's got yeah. like a, turns out he was a very good fighter. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And uh, you float towards Valhalla, and standing in the middle of them is this guy. He's got stonewashed jeans. Oh, man. Maroon shirt. Yeah. A very sharp-looking leather jacket. Yeah. And he, the biggest hands you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And the hands extend towards you, and they go, Hello, Aaron. The name's Mickey. Mickey Less. Welcome to Valhalla. And you stand on the um, clouds, and you look down at all the good that you've done. You walk into Valhalla, but uh, then you slip on a banana peel, and you fall through the clouds. What the fuck? And then you hear a voice go, hey, what? Whose banana was that? And then you hear someone go, oh, no. Sorry, Aaron. Oh, no, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and you see uh, a bolt <laughs> of lightning in the sky. fucking asshole. And you fall back down to the earth. Yeah. Uh, and you slam into the ground. <laughs> I die from a bomb and I fall from Valhalla because I slip on Chet Lightning's banana peel. Yeah, and you slam into the ground. And so what happens is uh, now your soul is dead. So it's as if uh, you never existed. Oh, great. So everything you've done has been undone. Great. You'd finally defeated the Lanolax Corporation, but you slipped on a banana peel. Chet Lightning. 
and now they're back. You did nothing. Chad Lightning sucks. I think it's kind of cool. No, Pat. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> There's no conscious thought. It's just whatever. Blackness. Aaron Brooks. Yeah, I was so glad Mickey Les got in there at the end. Yeah.